prophetic events, how to keep your sanity. Now, there are many things going on. We'll cover those. But let's come to one in Matthew 24, one that we have gone over, but we need to understand. And I mentioned in the sermon that I gave during the Feast of Tabernacles on the two witnesses and sacred names and how it's very clear that we're in a time where there are a multitude of prophets. Now, that means anyone who is preaching, claiming things about Christ, claiming things about prophecy. Now then, Matthew 24 tells us this, verse 24. Remember, 24, 24. This tells us this. There shall arise false Christ. And we have on some of our church at home that there are at least four living men who claim to be Christ. Well, they have followers. It's amazing what people believe. See, the truth of believe is this. You can believe a lie with the same intensity that you believe the truth. And that's how people are deceived. So here, verse 24, And there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and they shall present great signs and wonders in order to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Now stop and think about what has happened to the church with the scattering of the church and how many have fallen victim. Okay? So we need to realize that. All right? Now, a lot of things have happened during the feast. And then on the last great day, we had what? We had the attack by the Jews on Hamas. And there is war because Hamas was attacking the Jews with rockets supplied by Iran. So that fulfills another prophecy. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And you go down through every generation of mankind, and it's been nothing but war, rise to power, fall, war, rise to power, fall. And that's the history of mankind. All right? Now then, with this attack by Hamas... So I'll cover some of these headlines here. Hamas announces it will begin to execute hostages. Hamas wants to get rid of all of the Jews in Palestine. And the Jews want to claim more land than God said in Zephaniah that they would have. And so there's this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and fighting, and hatred, and killing, and bombing, and looting, and the story of the Jews being in Jerusalem, and they're in Judea, and it should not be called Israel, because they don't represent all Israel. They represent one tribe, and part of another tribe, and a very small part of Benjamin. So Hamas says, they're going to kill the hostages. Well, what are the Jews going to do? They're going to go there, and Netanyahu says that they're going to get rid of all of Hamas. Now, what that entails, I do not know. But these hostilities go back a long, long, long way. What will this do with this war that's coming on? That will prepare the way for the building of the temple. Now, many people are seeing that the Jews and the 
Arab world are coming to agreement through what is called the Abraham Accords initiated under the Trump administration. They're still working on getting them all together. And it looks like that Saudi Arabia and the Jews are very close to making an agreement. Now, one thing that people miss is that there is a section in that agreement that the all the Islamic world agrees that the Jews can build a temple. Now, you couple that together with the five red heifers that they imported from the United States so they can have the ashes of a red heifer, red heifer rather, so they can have their sins forgiven and begin to do the building of the temple. Now, as I pointed out in this message that I, I told you to look at, okay, the one concerning the two witnesses, that the tribulation cannot begin until there is, number one, first, the temple is built and in operation because the tribulation cannot begin until the man of sin, the son of perdition, goes into the temple, that third temple that they're going to build, and proclaim himself to be God. That is the point where the great tribulation begins. Now, are there troubles leading up to it? Yes. Are there peace agreements leading up to it? Yes. So there are many things that are happening. And one of the things that is taking place, which is this. During this war that's going on, Europe has found itself to be completely powerless on the world scene. So what that is setting, that is setting the stage for the beast power in Europe to arise out of the system and become a power again. Now, how long that will take? How long these events will go? How quickly will they be done? How long will it take to do? We won't know. So we have to keep our, our eyes and our minds on the things that we need to. Okay? Now then. Let's look at some other news events that come along. I've got a whole stack of them here. So here's this one here. Welcome to Tel Aviv, the gayest city on earth. Huh. What about that? See? It always brings up the question, when will the Jews ever learn Well, they won't learn until they see more signs and wonders and the two witnesses come on the scene. So that's quite a thing. Maybe this has to do with some of the problems that they're having over there in the Middle East as well. All right. Now, here's one about the false prophet. The coming false prophet. That's something, right? Okay. The Pope suggests blessings for same-sex couples. But he's righteous and rules out the marriage sacrament. So that tells you all. Here's one from Strategic Intelligence. Remember what I've said about Bitcoin? Everybody's been saying, oh, well, if you get Bitcoin you'll be able to avoid the mark of the beast. And I've been saying all along, they can eliminate Bitcoin anytime that they want to. And here's a, an article on it. New software to destroy Bitcoin. Reality always wins in the end. Okay? So they can eliminate it. There is coming the mark of the beast. And it's going to be enforced. Okay?
Here's another one from Strategic Intelligence. The central bank digital currency is already here, and a lot of people are already using it. Do you have a card that you can go in and buy whatever you want to buy, and you just doot, tap your card? Guess what? That's the system for the central bank digital currency. Now, on the other hand, there is a growing of the BRICS. That is Brazil, Russia, China, India, and South Africa. Now then, ready to join the BRICS are Saudi Arabia, the other Arab states just south of that, United Arab Republics and, and Oman. Now, what is that going to lead to? Okay. Russia has come out with a BRICS currency, paper currency. Now, think about that. We have two competing financial systems working toward what will eventually become the mark of the beast. And this new currency, they're debating how they're going to settle their international payments. Because right now, Saudi Arabia is having the country pay in their own currency, and they supply them with oil. The petrodollar is about dead, thanks to Biden. And that was that all oil sales in the world had to be made in U.S. dollars. And in order to have U.S. dollars, then the nations had to buy the treasury bonds of the United States. Now then, what's happening with the treasury bonds of the United States at the present time? All the BRICS countries are gradually selling all U.S. T-bills. Now, when the world gets rid of the U.S. T-bills, the whole economic system in America is going to collapse. Like that. So, listen up. You need to also have some emergency supplies on hand. Food, water, whatever else you need. You need to have some things on supply. Now is the time to buy them and get them. Don't wait until some catastrophe happens and everybody's rushing to the grocery stores to try and get things before the shelves empty, but by the time you get there, they will be empty, and you will be out of luck. Okay? So learn the lesson of the ant. That is, in Proverbs, always stores up for itself. So you need to have those things. You need to have some cash, you need to have some gold. You need to have some silver. And if you haven't taken heed to these warnings that I've given in the past, then you better take whatever you can and do the best that you can because when the dollar becomes worthless and a loaf of bread is going to cost a hundred bucks, you're going to wish that you had listened. Here's also what is happening. Decline of Christianity linked to collapse of marriage and fatherhood. Okay, let's come to Romans, the first chapter, and let's see this little prophecy about it. Very profound, because young people today think that they can live together 
and everything just fine. Well, it doesn't work that way because all of them have an escape route out of that arrangement. Whereas if you are married and you believe in God and you understand about the family and children are coming along, you stay together and work out the difficulties. Now, top all of that, top all of that with this. This generation is learning to think with its emotions and not by facts, by feelings and not by reality, by deceit and not by truth. And remember, Jesus said the times are going to get like it was in the days of Noah and so bad that there will not be a repeat of this ever again. So now's the time for us to be wise and take all of these things into consideration. Here's one here. Okay. Scientists grow whole model of human embryo without sperm or egg. And they are researching the human mind to see what they can do. How good is the human mind? How much can it it learn? How much can it store? And they are showing all the things that they are doing. It And what you need to do is understand this. Remember Elon Musk? Everybody is happy that he released Twitter from censorship. But he's deeply involved in brain research and brain transplant and They are conducting experiments now of taking the part of a brain from one monkey and grafting it into the brain of another monkey. And so far, it hasn't worked very well. But that's what they are into. Okay. So if they can create a human embryo, I don't think they can actually create life. But we'll have to see. And that's when they say, we are God. And when men do what God does, they are worshiping and serving Satan, the devil, 100% of the time. So, do not take any hope in any man in this world whether it be Trump or whether it be Elon Musk or whether it be anyone else, you put your trust in God and in Christ and be faithful and be wise. Now, we'll go ahead and take a break at this time and we'll come back and then we'll continue on how then that you can survive mentally, spiritually, and physically. Now let's continue on with Sabbath services. How to keep your sanity, that is, in this evil world that we're living in today. And it's very important that we understand this because it's all going to center on our minds, our emotions, and our very being. Now, what do you suppose is going to be the greatest power on earth outside of the second coming of Christ? It's going to be the power of Satan the devil with artificial intelligence. Now, I'm going to try and have online the link to Netanyahu's speech that he gave at the UN before the attack by Hamas and how he was saying that all of the Arab nations and the Jews are coming together and it will be a time of prosperity, a time of peace, and a time of a 
I. And it's the Jews in Judea. I refuse to call it Israel because they're not Israel, as I explained, and the United States. Okay. So AI, here's what's happening, is slowly invading every part of our lives, including the church. That is established Christianity. Artificial intelligence is changing our world at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. Now, artificial intelligence is all the thoughts of men down through the ages gathered together and put into giant computers. And they're able to do things quickly and almost astonishingly. Then he says, if you would have asked me a decade ago if I would live to see artificial intelligence create a world-class piece of art, a full-length feature film, I would have said, no way. Now listen to this. But, now at this time, those are simple tasks for artificial intelligence to accomplish. And you cannot trust even those things that look like live television as being actual people because they can take artificial intelligence they can take your voice sound and what you look like and they can translate that into anything that they want to and make you be an absolute criminal when you are not but they have it on film and seeing is believing Okay, now then, so what's going to happen once AI becomes millions of times smarter and millions of times more powerful than today? Because it will be. Given enough time, AI would take over every area of our lives. Huh. Not just some, not most but every area. Our world is definitely crazy right now. That's why I'm doing this, how to keep your sanity. But 50 years from now, it would resemble something out of the extremely bizarre science fiction if AI is allowed to continue to develop at the exponential rate that it is right now. Now, it's going to get into all of global financing. It's going to take a lot of jobs away, going to take families away. It's also going to create AI girlfriends for boys or men. So they can have a friendly AI female robot that will talk to him, that will provide him a sexual outlet, that will be compatible to him, and likewise for women. An amazing thing, right? Okay. Now, let's see what that'll lead to. Let's come here to Romans, the first chapter. We've covered this before. But let's see what that will lead to. And that's going right along with the downward number of people who marry and have families and have children and father and mother love each other and stay together and rear their children. Okay. Hard to find. Okay. Let's see what happens when that occurs. 
because when that occurs, they are leaving God big time. When they abandon God, Romans 1, verse 24. Now, we've covered this before, but I want you to understand the impact of it with AI and how we must, as we will see, guard the door of our minds and not let things come into our minds that are not in agreement with the Word of God. Because this is Satan's world, and it says that Satan is deceiving the whole world, which means if he deceives the whole world, he's what? He's controlling it, right? All right. Now, Romans, the first chapter, verse 24, when that occurs, for this cause, God also abandoned them to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts. Every lustful thing that ever will be will be included in AI. To disgrace their bodies between themselves. Now, do you not disgrace your body if you have a robot for a sex partner? Male or female? Who exchange the truth of God for the lie, and that's what's happening. People don't believe the Bible. They don't believe God, but they believe all the lies of Satan, the devil. Isn't that true? Yes. Okay. Now, I mentioned this before, but I want you to pay strict attention to how the various advertisements are leading to people to be grouped. And all of the hidden sexual messages and what I call the crotch and cleavage showing even flash ones in the ads. Male and female. Okay. And how? All the cartoons for the kids are what? All now in the rainbow colors of the gay signature. And how the cartoons, and especially TikTok, is brainwashing and deceiving this generation beyond belief. And we're producing a generation of those who hate God, who hate the truth, who hate those who do not believe the way the world is. God abandons them, okay? Now, verse 26. Now, after that, if there's no reform, the second abandonment, verse 26, for this cause God abandoned them to disgraceful passions, and even their women changed the natural use of sex into that which is unnatural. And every different form of perversion now is on the Internet. Freedom of speech, if you have freedom of speech, well, they don't want you to talk against them, but they'll let you have every kind of evil sin and perversion. Okay. Verse 27, in the same manner also, the men, having left the natural use of the woman, uh, were inflamed in their lustful passions toward one another. Okay? And that's what we have. And the Jews are bragging, Tel Aviv is the gayest, is the friendliest gay city in the world. See? Look for all the sin building and building leads to. Okay? So there's the second abandonment. All right? Verse 28. And in exact proportion, exact proportion, as they did not consent. See? That's choice. They choose to exclude God. Did not consent to have God in their knowledge. 
They don't want the Bible. They don't want the truth. They don't want the Ten Commandments. They don't want to be told anything. They operate by lust. They operate by emotion. They operate by group. Is there any out there trying to stand for the truth? Very few. Only the true saints of God are trying to stand for the truth. Isn't that right? Yes. Now notice what happens when they don't. God abandoned them to a reprobate mind. That's exactly where we are today. Raising a whole generation of idiots. But we will make you smart. We'll put a chip in your brain and you will be the smartest thing that has ever come along. Won't you like that? Yes, indeed. These relationships here, okay. The men say these artificial women are perfect for them. And the women say these artificial men are perfect for them. Huh. Okay. Now then, it's going to come into the churches. Huh. There are even some ministers, and it started in Germany a couple years ago in Bavaria, where what they did was conduct services all by AI. See? Now, how much of the Bible did they put in there? And what version did they put in there? Now, that helps you understand why God has led us in the Christian Biblical Church of God to produce the Holy Bible in its original order, a faithful version. Okay? Now, next week, I'll have something to say about that. Okay? Now, here we go. On September 17th, 2023... Just a couple of weeks ago, right? The Violet Crown City Church, a Methodist church in northern Austin, Texas, transformed the traditional Sunday service into a new age service with artificial intelligence. Did it say, all you out there need to repent? No. Let's read it. Pastor Jay Cooper decided to debut an AI-generated worship service for his congregation. But it's inevitable that it's going to come to more and more churches, especially where you have the churches already infiltrated with those who are from Satan the devil. Okay? So he came across the idea of using AI to worship God through using chat GPT. I couldn't find out what that was, but that's a way to get into artificial intelligence. Himself, for personal use, such as writing humorous country music lyrics. Make a song, make a joke, have fun. Then he thought it would be a great thing to move his congregation into the 21st century by introducing them to AI in a way that still lets them worship God. Now, how can you worship God when you have some machine that is not preaching the truth of God? Now, the use of what we have with live streaming and teaching the Word of God from the Word of God according to the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, is good. Okay? Now, let's ask, what kind of spiritual context or meaning or feeling could the machine have? Does the machine have empathy? Does the machine have faith? Does the machine have love? Does the machine understand the Bible? How can any machine, I don't care how great, how fast, how slick, how absolutely precision that it works, if Satan the devil is behind it, it can't serve God. When it finally came out, 
the current society values were clearly reflected in this worship service. Okay? So here's how it began. Come, all who are weary, come, who are heavy laden. For in this place you shall find rest for your soul. Come, people of all backgrounds and walks of lives. Not many are called, but few are chosen. For here we celebrate the diversity of God's creation. Diversity, equity. Oh, we are so good and loving and fair, are we? (laughs) Come here, celebrate the diversity of God's creation. Come seekers of justice and peace. For together we strive to make a world a better place. All right. Why read any more? Now, how do we retain our sanity? Let's come back here to the book of Proverbs and let's pick it up where we left it off the last time just before the Feast of Tabernacles. Proverbs, the second chapter. Now, God will give us understanding spiritually through his word, and through our hungering and thirsting for God's way. And if we believe God, obey God, and love God, you have to believe, obey, and love God in order to receive from God that spiritual understanding which comes from him. Now, this is something that artificial intelligence cannot provide. Okay, so it tells us here, second chapter. Remember the if, 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 all right? Here's how you understand, okay? Number one, knowledge. You've got to have the knowledge of God, knowledge of the word of God. Number two, that leads to understanding And number three, that leads to wisdom. Now, wisdom is being able to take knowledge and understanding and put it together with the Spirit of God to understand what the Word of God is like. Now, with this artificial intelligence, that will never happen. Let's come back here to to Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12 and verse 5. That's why I recommended that everyone start going through the book of Proverbs to understand, because that will help you keep your sanity in this evil world overrun with Satanism. Proverbs 12 and verse 5. Okay. Perfect. See, Proverbs is the best to really get your bearings with this, because it shows God's way, versus human's way, God's way, versus Satan's way, God's way, versus the wicked way. Okay? Verse 5. The thoughts of the righteous are right. Now, this is what you have to keep. The thoughts of God as expressed in the Word of God, as led by the Spirit of God. That's how you keep your sanity, okay? Now notice, the counsels of the wicked are deceit. That's what's going to come out of AI. Okay? It's amazing. Let's come to Proverbs 16. We're going to look at a lot of Proverbs because these are clear and easy to understand. Now let's understand what God has done. He has made us in a wonderful and tremendous and fantastic way. Okay, And all of our genes and chromosomes, male and female, God made so that they will work together. Okay, And he's given us a mind, but we've got to use it correctly. And in this time that we have so much deceit coming on, we've got to keep our sanity. All right, verse 1, Proverbs 16. The preparations of the heart in man, and the answer of the tongue are from God. See? In order to know right, to know good, to know truth, to know love, to know kindness, to know compassion, to know empathy, 
understanding, knowledge comes from God. Okay. Without God, notice this, verse 2. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. Don't they think that AI is the greatest thing to come along? And don't they think that that's going to help the world develop into the most peaceful, rich, and wonderful place that there ever would be? Yes. Okay. But the Lord weighs the spirits. God understands what they're doing. Now, here's how you keep your sanity. And this is what you need to do every way. That's every day, rather, and in every way. That's why you've heard over and over and over again in virtually every sermon that you ever heard, two things, prayer and study. Right here, notice, verse 3. Commit your ways unto the Lord, and your thoughts shall be established. You will be able to think properly. Now look at all of the idiots you see on television. As I mentioned during the feast, look at that stupid judge there in New York who trying to evaluate Donald Trump's property in Mar-a-Lago, and he doesn't have a clue except that he has the power to do whatever he wants to do, see? Okay. All right. Verse 3. The Lord has made all for his own purpose. Now look at the last part of this verse. Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil, that we must always choose the truth. Okay? Now notice how this applies today. Look at verse 5. See, this is why the Bible is so important for us to know and understand, because it's from God, and God knows. God has given this. And we have the whole Bible today in such a way that it has not been available for a long time. And when it's made available, Satan is right there coming with his counterfeits to try and tear it down. See? So this is why we're living in the most desperate times in the world. Okay, Verse 5, here's the world. Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination unto the Lord. We know more than God. We've created artificial intelligence. Are they proud in heart? Proud in mind? Are they filled with evil and lust and every other base compassion? Yes. Okay. Though joined hand in hand, the group thing coming, right? Like I said, Watch the ads, group. You get happy with medicine, right? You get happy with pizza. You get happy with all of the things that are contaminated food which destroys the human body. But everyone's happy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I wonder if they're going to be happy when they stand at the edge of the lake of fire. Huh? Or are they going to be like the rich man and say, Oh, Lord, not me. God's going to say, You had your chance. Okay? Though joined and in and, he shall not be unpunished. Okay? Now, this is why we pray every day. This is why we repent every day. See? Verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. See? You have to put in the mercy of God, the truth of God, the forgiveness of God, and that will purge or cleanse your mind from all of those evil thoughts. Okay? 
That's how you retain your sanity in this evil world. Continuing, and by the fear of the Lord, men turn from evil. And there's evil on every side. And look at the evil that is coming here. This is unbelievable. Okay? Robot, men and women, to take real men and women away from each other and make them into sex machines. Can Sodom and Gomorrah be any worse? All right. Now notice, verse 7. Now notice the steps that we have gone through. Because saving your sanity in an evil world like this doesn't come because all of a sudden you decide to start doing something. It takes time. It takes work. It takes study. It takes repeating. It takes understanding the word of God and living by it and applying by it. Okay? When a man's ways please the Lord, uh, you can put in there woman as well, because woman was taken from man, right? And the last three letters of the word woman says man, right? Okay? When a man's way please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Okay? Now that's quite a thing. Okay? Come here to Proverbs 21. Let's see how these things are. This book of Proverbs, when you, you come to it, understanding all the spiritual ramifications with it. See, this is how we function on a day-to-day basis in correcting our deficiencies and our sins and bringing our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, Proverbs 21 and verse 1. Now, all these people think they don't need God. Huh? Listen to verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he will. Now think of that. God can help you through anything. Now think of this, the good things of it, and then think of the bad things of it, where God said that he even has the wicked for the day of evil, right? And that's coming. All right. Now notice verse 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Isn't that true? Now remember this. When you believe something, even if it's false, you believe with the same intensity that you do in believing the truth. Now why have people fallen away from the truth? Because they didn't build on it, they didn't reinforce on it, they didn't continually come to God, they came to the church because they wanted to be a better person in this world. God wants you to be a better person converted before him in spite of the world. Now, do we understand that? Okay. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more pleasing to the Lord than sacrifice. Now, even the sacrifice at the temple was not on as high a level as righteousness and judgment and repentance, right? No. Okay. How much less AI that is inspired by Satan, the devil, technology which puts everything of Satan and man in there and come up with a church service that I read about that church in Texas, huh? Okay. Now notice, a high look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. That's what we are seeing, right? Oh, we don't need God. 
We're intelligent. Look how in smart we are. We've got AI. Hello? Cut off the electricity and it's the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. Right? Yes. All right, let's continue. The getting of wealth by lying, by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro by those who seek death. Okay? That's what it is. That's what we're seeing. Now let's finish here down to verse 8. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do what is just. Is the stock market going to crash? Yes. Everything going to crash? Every way of man going to disintegrate? Yes. The way of a guilty man is perverted, but as for the pure, his work is right. Now, let's come back here to Proverbs, the third chapter. Let's see what we are to do. And this is important. See, now... Let's understand how absolutely spiritual that the book of Proverbs is when we bring into it the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, mercy, grace, forgiveness, love, kindness, all of that together, and how we are to think because we have got to reject all of these things that come into our minds through television or ads or music or whatever. And let me just say this, 99.9% .9 of all music is satanic and stupid and sexually oriented to destroy the mind. All right? Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law. Hasn't that happened to people who were in the church? Every once in a while, I get a survey that they do on people in the church. And guess what? Some who were in the church are atheists. Some went back to being Protestants. Some don't believe in anything. And only about 12 to 15 percent believe the truth. An amazing thing. Okay. Don't forget my law. See what happens? Yes. But let your heart keep my commandments, see. Not just in the letter, but from the heart. So what does God say? What is the greatest commandment of God? Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, right? And your neighbor as yourself, correct? Yes. That's what God wants. Okay. Now notice, if you do it, for they shall add length of days and long life and peace to you. Do not let mercy and truth forsake you. Okay. Now, the only way that you can keep it is cultivate it and study on it. Pray about it. Ask God to give it to you. See. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Now they know that's what happens when you think. It actually inscribes it right on the cells of your brain. And in your heart, there are also neural cells for emotion. Okay? Now notice what will happen when you do that. This is important, verse 4. And you shall find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Most importantly, in the sight of God. And who's at the right hand of God the Father? Jesus Christ, who's the head of the church, who's our high priest, who's our sacrifice, who shed blood and stripes, bring us forgiveness of sin. Okay? And when we have our sins forgiven and we need to pray for forgiveness every day, then it keeps us in right standing with God. Now notice this, okay? Verse 5, here is 
the key. Trust. Now, trust means you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to believe what you are doing. You've got to understand what God is doing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's what's important now, because today so many alternatives are going to be given that many people will go after their own understanding. Well, I'm a free moral agency. I can choose this or that or the other thing. Yes. But is it in accord with the word of God? Is it in accord with the spirit of God? Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, not to your own feelings, not to your own emotions. There are people who go along and they have big flapping mouths and they say, did you hear? I feel. Did you know? No. Don't do that. That happens in every congregation. There are talebearers and tattletailers and that needs to stop because you're leaning to your own emotions and you're leading to your own understanding. See? Don't lean to your own understanding. That's why you need to learn the Word of God so you won't. Here's how you don't lean to your own understanding. Verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. God will direct you. Sometimes it'll just be a thought. Now, I'll give you an example of what happened to me this morning. I was getting ready for things for church and eating and dressing and all of this. And the thought came to me about this one person who called me, and I need to get in touch with them to help, help them, okay? Now, the idea came into my mind to pick up the phone, which has all the recent calls, because the phone number was there, and I didn't have it written down anyplace else. So the thought came to me, bang, out of the blue, so I got the phone and went down, and the very last number was the number I needed. So I wrote it down. Okay? Now, here's the catch. One more call, and that number would have been deleted out of the phone because it was the last one in storage, right? Okay? So what happened? Three minutes later, I got a call. Bang! If God hadn't alerted me to take down that number, I wouldn't have had it. See? So sometimes it'll come like that. Okay? Read verse 6 again. In all, circle all, all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now, verse 7. Caution! Not every thought is a good thought. Not every thought is from God. Not every thought is something that is wise on your part to do. And a matter of fact, it may be kind of stupid and dumb or may even be sinful. You don't know. See, that's why you acknowledge God in all your ways. Okay. And he shall direct your paths. Now, verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh, I've been in the church for a decade. I know the Bible. I don't need to study it. I don't need to read it. I know it. Really? Do you? Huh? Think about that. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Okay? Then it goes on showing. Okay? What you need to do. Okay? Let's come down here to verse 11. Very important after it talks about tithing and giving money. Okay. 
My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be weary of his correction. Why do you have troubles and difficulties come along? So that God will know what you will do. What will you choose? Will you remember your covenant with God at baptism? Because remember this, at baptism, you pledged your life unto death. Okay. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay. Now notice, whom the Lord loves, he chastens, every, even as a father corrects his son in whom he delights. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gets understanding. And how does that come? That comes by correction, right? Okay. Now, let's look at some verses toward the end of it. Let's look at five. Do not. Verse 27. Number one. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the, in the power of your hand to do it. Okay? Encourage people. All right? Verse 28. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back again and tomorrow I will give when you already have it with you. Huh? God says if someone asks, Give. Okay. Verse 29. Do not plan evil against your neighbor, since he dwells trustingly by you. Verse 30. Do not strive with a man without cause, if he has done you no harm. There are some people who are just contentious. They're not satisfied with anything. Okay. Here's the last do not. Do not envy the oppressor, nor choose, and choose none of his ways. Okay. Now, verse 32, we'll finish chapter 3. All right. For the crooked man is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. Okay. Now we come to chapter 4. And we'll finish with this. We may run over a little time, but I don't want to continue it in another message. So chapter 4 is important. Okay. Now, let's pick it up here in verse 13. Let's see how this goes. And then this will give us the key on how to keep our sanity with all the evil going on around us. All right? Verse 13. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Keep her. For she is your life. Every word of God represents your life. What did Jesus say about the words that he spoke? The words that I speak are what? Spirit and life. Well, were these not inspired by the Spirit of God, even the book of Proverbs? Yes, indeed. Do they help bring life to us on a daily way, a practical way of understanding? Yes, indeed. Now, verse 14, enter not into the way of the wicked and go not into the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not go in it. Turn from it and pass on. Because there are people who want to entrap you with nice-sounding words. But isn't that what they're doing in the world today? Come and be with us. The majority is always right. Question, when has the majority always been right? Once in a while, it is. But most of the time, it's not. Okay. Now, here's why. For they do not sleep except when they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. There are those out there waiting to take people down. Okay. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But notice the difference. 
Notice the contrast. Here's the world. Now here's God's way. Verse 13. But the path of the just is as the shining light. And who is the light of the world? Jesus Christ. Correct? Yes. That shines more and more to the perfect day. The way of the wicked is his darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my saying, pleading over and over and over and over again to follow God's ways, right? Okay. Then he pleads again. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now then, after all of this that we've gone through, we come to this verse, verse 23. And this is one of the most important verses showing that we are responsible for what goes in to our hearts and in our minds. And that we need to have them cleansed every day. That's called the washing of the water by the word. Now that means the washing of our minds by the Holy Spirit through the word of God as we study. Okay, verse 23, let's read it. Above all, now think that again, above all, that means above each and everything else, guard the door of your mind, and it can also mean heart. What do you let in to your heart and mind? See, that's how you can keep your sanity in an evil world that it is today. You guard the door of your mind, and you control your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, and you don't suspect evil of people, especially within the church. Maybe they're trying to help you. Maybe you're trying to help someone and they think you're picking on them. Okay? That's not right. That's an intrusion from the world. Guard the door of your mind. How? With diligence, don't let evil in. Don't let feelings and emotions control your life. Guard it with diligence, with prayer and study. For out of it are the issues of life. Are we not being trained for eternal life? Yes, indeed. So we need to take these principles. We need to apply them in our lives. We need to daily, every day, be diligent in guarding the door of our mind and our heart to love and serve God. See, And not get involved in the way of the world because it's coming to nothing, though it looks like it's blossoming to everything. 